Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. Hello, Marcella. Hi, Mac. How are you today? I know it's been a busy week for you. Busy, busy. I'm fabulous, as always. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, all right. So I'm not going to mess with you too much today. So Thank you. Thank you. For once. Uh, <laughs> Should we tell everybody why? Because we got a really special guest today. We do. Other than that, we have an amazing have, guest. Yeah. Yes, she is one that really puts all of her eggs in one basket. That's for <laughs> sure. So our next guest is, like I said, a really good egg, and I don't mean that in anything other than play on words. But honest to God, she really is. She has not only written a series of books entitled "The Good Eggs," but she's also founded and is the president of a 501c3 nonprofit organization by the same name, the Good Eggs Foundation. And we'll have her tell us more about that a little bit later. She holds a Master's of Arts degree from the University of Detroit Mercy, has taught morality, ethics, and social justice courses at a private high school in Michigan. In addition to her teaching career, she's also taught, developed, and implemented programs and curricula focused on helping children realize the importance of living a art... I can't say this word. Artic- <laughs> <clears throat> it's going to be one of those, I know. Altruistic. Altruistic. Lives. Altruistic. Lives. Altruistic. Yes, mother. Uh, centered around love okay and you'll love this too is that part of the net proceeds from all of her book sales actually go directly back into the foundation to help more people and organizations create a better generation of good eggs so ladies and gentlemen without further ado i give you the egger herself miss sandy kiarmatara sandy Welcome to the show. Marcella, I really appreciate you having me on your show. I was looking forward to this all week. Please go ahead. And I know I've said a few things about you, but please introduce yourself to our audience. But most importantly, tell us something, if you're willing to share something that we can't find about you on the Internet. Okay. So, well, you did sum up a lot of it, but I'm Sandy Sharmataro, and I have uh, written the children's books. I wrote the books for elementary school kids. But I actually teach high school. I teach at an all-girls school in Michigan. It's great fun. And, you know, I've just journeyed. I have three children of my own that are grown. And I've just been pouring my whole heart and soul into this project. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. So I've been thinking about that question, that one thing that you wouldn't know about me on the Internet. And I beep when I go through a metal detector. Why? Ooh, why? <laughs> I, I, you know, there's so many reasons why I could possibly say some people. It's just merely I just want to beep when I go walking through it. <laughs> nope. But I, I'm presuming that there's another beep reason why. So go ahead. <laughs> why do you beep when you go? Mac through Mac beeps when he backs up. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> I knew I was going to walk into that one with her. I knew I was going to. You're going to back up into that one. Um, I have two titanium hips. I am not far behind you on that one. I've already had two hip surgeries, so really? I definitely understand that. Yeah, so that was a lot to go through. I did one one summer and one the next summer. And woo. Sandy, but, you should totally tell everybody they're adamantium. That's what I was saying, like bionic woman, right? I have, have these hips, but what a difference, I'll tell you. So Yeah, yeah. I definitely I definitely understood the difference between before my surgeries and after. I just had labrum tears and they just had to put anchors in there for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they're about this close of getting to where I'm going to have to have just more hip surgeries. Yeah. But I want to talk about something different because obviously someone who deals with the foundation and what it does. And again, we'll talk about that later. The genre that you have actually written for is something that not a lot of people know about. They don't know what SEL is. If I'm correct, the first book in your series deals with self-awareness, if I'm correct on that. Mm -hmm. Very big. Um, Yay, I got one right. Gold star to me. All right. Because when I was doing my research into SEL genre, I was amazed at the variety of creative ways that have enveloped these competencies within these books obviously because of your foundation i wanted to ask you if you could explain to our audience what the sel genre covers mm-hmm. and how you've embraced it within your book series sure so social emotional learning actually another term you can give is called character education but now it's social emotional learning is in educational circles so like you said children are so young and they are like sponges and they get these little virtues or values ingrained into them for kindness, for love, for joy, for compassion and empathy. And what those do is really help them realize those own things in themselves. And once they know those within themselves, it raises their self-confidence It raises their way they look at other children. They develop healthier relationships, right? It kind of brings down judgment on people and it helps them to actually, when all those things are in place, they do better in school, right? They're happier. Cooperation really flourishes. It's just an all around win-win in character development and your emotional learning because Academic learning, of course, extremely important, but sometimes we belittle the emotional part when that's actually so important to be healthy with your emotions. And I think social emotional learning is just as important as academic learning in the development of a young mind. Sandy, that's, um, this is wonderful. This is amazing. I have three children on the spectrum, all high functioning and uh, our driving force is dealing with their emotions. So um, I'd like to know what planted the seed for you to write the first book? Well, I get asked that a lot. I think it goes way back to my childhood itself. I used to love writing, just writing. And I used to love to make up characters and put them into adventures. 
And one of my favorite assignments when I was in like the fourth grade, third, fourth grade, our teacher would give us spelling words and she'd say, here's your words for the week, create a story. So I would love that challenge. And I would create funny stories and, you know, kind stories. And we'd have to read them in front of the class and the class would react. They'd love when I would get up and read my stories because they would laugh and they really entered into the characters. So that was kind of a first spark. And as I grew older, I kind of always kept that with me. I knew I wanted to write a children's book. And as I grew up into an adult, I wanted it to be a teaching book, something that taught goodness of character and kindness. And just to put that, you know, sometimes a little, little kind gesture can turn a whole person's day around, right? So just to get them aware of that, nothing groundbreaking, but it can grow into their own character as they become an adult. So as I got older, I thought, I still want to write that children's book, but I want it to be a good book to teach things to young kids. You know, little situations they can relate to. And you know what? I'm glad that you were talking about that because I know when I was looking through the foundation's website, when you were talking about kindness, there was there was a quote by Mr. Rogers that you had on there. And it's three ways to ultimate success. The first way is to be kind. The second way is to be kind. The third way is to be kind. And I thought that was really, because again, Mr. Rogers is Mr. Rogers. He's an icon in every country. He's multi-generational icon in what his mission was. And to me, it almost feels like you are the next version of that in the SEL genre. And I think that's really cool. And he so, was doing all that before the, the term SEL was even popular. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is, right? It's it, across these generations. We can yeah. talk whatever we want, right? But it's all kindness and goodness. Absolutely. And again, there's been a variety of children's programs that were based off of what he did. Oh, I know that when I was on this Mr. Rogers kick for a while. I was very hyper fixated on him. <laughs> there was a time when he was trying to get money for the PBS programming when it originated and he went in front of Congress and the emotion and the words that he, when he was reading his lyrics mm. to one of the songs that he created for the show took a man who was hard as can be hard as a rock stone cold did not care. And once he read that to him in his, just the way he does things, just broke him down enough to be like, you just got the money. I don't even, <laughs> you're amazing. And that's exactly what, you know, when I was watching the interview you did a couple of years ago for Channel 4, oh. and I saw that, I was like, oh, the, yeah, she is very close to that. Oh, but, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to really push out, and I was fascinated when it came to the book layouts and the okay. way that you wrote stuff. Uh, for example, each of the chapters is set within a specific month of the school year. Right. In addition, one particular short story elaborates a specific virtue exemplified, egg exemplified. <laughs> uh, I've heard about every egg pun there is. So <laughs> there's pretty, yeah, yeah, no, I already warned Martella. She's like, don't. 
That's oh, okay. I, it's I, fun. I will throat punch you. Don't. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> that's why I was looking. I was like, do I want to say this? Or mm. So it, it, it's there's not many, I promise. Anyways, <laughs> but it, it exemplified by the children, which is also written in bold lettering right. when it's reading. They're reading right. Exactly. Was there a thematic reason for this besides the core competency competency skills that were laid in this? That's one word really not, I'm not going to be able to say. Yeah, so there was a method to that. So I started with September because that's typically when kids go back to school. So I thought, and it has run that way, if teachers were going to incorporate this into their curriculum, the once a month was very doable as a teaching tool. So, because I know, believe me, I'm a teacher. I know how much we have to do, how much you have to cram in, and it's a lot. And elementary school is no different from high school. It's still a lot you have to get in. So I thought that would be very doable. And that kids could imagine, right, these things that happen month to month, right? It's, It's kind of how their lives are. And the school year would kind of imitate those months, those holidays or whatever would come during those months. And they could relate to that too. And that it was an easy, calm walk through the year. Not like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. You know, like let it sink in for a month before we move into the next month to kind of take it at ease throughout the year and not, not cram it all in. So each book takes a year. So you kind of see them grow over three years. And 12 for a dozen. That worked out perfect that the month, the year has 12 months. <laughs> yeah, that was another reason why I was really looking at that and the way you were doing it. Right, right. That that happened to work out perfectly. <laughs> so why the, why the eggs? Well, that goes back to when I was thinking of how to write a book about goodness. So I was just throwing the word good around in my head. Good, what could be good? What could be good? Like, I good eggs just popped into my my head as a phrase that we say. And I said, oh, that's it. I'm going to make them eggs. And I'm going to have three boys and three girls and just make them all, you know, non-people colors, right? And just make them all have little different idiosyncrasies and little different personalities and show how their group dynamic can get along very well, right? And then you throw a teacher in there and a coach and the parents and a whole community. So, yeah, it came into the good eggs, and then I said, I'm making a world of eggs. <laughs> they're really little kids, but they're in the form of eggs. Which I thought was very funny, too, because, you know, they had very eccentric mannerisms to Same each thing. one of them. You remember any of the mannerisms? I do. I yeah. remember a few of them. Okay. One of them was very interesting to me, like Meg. And here's the other thing, ladies and gentlemen, you'll you'll understand when you read these books, all their names have egg within them in some way, shape, or form. They all do. Sigourney, Meg, Reggie. And it, it, here's what I thought was so well, what was the kid's name? Benedict. That Benedict. was what it was. Yes. Benedict. <laughs> and then of course, Miss Poach. Miss Poach. That's my alter ego, Miss Poach. I, Yes, I did have that right. I had that right. I knew it. You called it. I called it because when I was looking at the animation that you guys have on YouTube for the first series, I was like, 
her hairstyle's just <laughs> like Sandy's. And it has to be her. Yeah. And yeah. The, the fact that she's also a teacher as well. Yeah. And I do her voice too. So. And do the voice. I was like, yeah, yeah, there, there's stuff there. But yeah. yeah, with Meg, I noticed that many times when she was speaking, she would always flip her ponytail. Mm-hmm. And with Benedict, he would always shuffle his foot back and forth. Yeah. And when he was shy and when he was upset about something, he would always blow up and he would just run after that. He would tell people to leave him alone all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I was going to these is because I wanted to know where these mannerisms were, what, what inspired them? Where from the, some of the children you've worked with, oh. some of the things that you dealt with personally, or were they I, just random? They were kind of pretty much random. I, I tried to think of what maybe like, a, you know, sometimes girls play with the ponytail, you know, when they're little. Benedict's came from when he was sometimes when he feels sorry when he did something, you know, like, oh, gosh, you know, kind of thing like that. My husband always adjusts his glasses. So so that's where I got. Me too. I always do that. Marcella does the flipping of the hair. Yeah. It's just stuff I observed. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Because I was looking at that. I was like, yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just made sense that. A lot of the children that you've interacted with over the years, you've had to pick up something from them. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, My one friend, though, she always winks like that. So that's how, like, I got. That was the other thing. Uh, It was uh, Sigourney does that. Yeah. Yeah. Sigourney does that. Yeah. Yeah. So what was Reggie's? Because I didn't didn't go too far. Or not Reggie. Gregory. Yes. Gregory adjusts his hat all the time. He always has a baseball hat on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because in the third chapter, he has an accident on his bike and breaks his ankle. And when it comes to reading these books, I really don't like to read too far in when it comes to the interview because of the fact that I want to really put those hooks in for our audience to just like want to go more and learn more about these. Because, again, these books are really good for teaching. These are really good teaching books when it comes to like like I said with the format layout that you have it as once a month dealing with a virtue once a month so the first one was um was oh my gosh I had it and lost it starts with a U oh my gosh I I've got to cheat because I'm sorry I have to cheat understanding <laughs> it was I knew it was like right there on top of yeah, my it was yeah, right there yeah. on top of my tongue yeah. understanding and then you were dealing with generosity and forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is the second one because of Benedict mm-hmm. going off. As uh, gratitude. Yes. And so for me, I thought that was really interesting that many of these uh, Egdrin, egg children, Egdrin, egg, okay, children. I haven't heard before. Egdrin. Egdrin see? <laughs> See, I can be smart Damn, sometimes. Just not no. funny. <sighs> She's horrible to me. She really is horrible to me. I'm a lot nicer to you than most other people, so. Just got to keep you on your toes. <sighs> that hurt. That hurt, really. And here I thought I had a lot of friends, but I guess Marcello's been paying them. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, but. 
here, here's one of the things I really wanted to ask you in regards to the, the children themselves. I know that you said that many of their mannerisms were randomized mm-hmm. from people that you've observed over the years. But let me ask you this specific. Can you actually name any of the people that inspired me to write or to base these characters off of? You already said that Reggie was your husband. Yeah. And then uh, your friend with the flipping of the hair or the wink, I mean, excuse little, me. Little girl was the flipping of the hair. Um, yeah, I'm going to just say my one friend, Katrina, inspired me on some of those. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Why Katrina? Why her? Well, she's an English teacher, number one, and she kind of suggested um, for me to do that for them, that that would bring a little more life to the characters. And it did. It worked. So, yeah. So we go back and forth. Um, I don't see her much anymore because we don't we don't teach together anymore, but we still talk. Um, so, yeah. So we go back and forth with puns and things like that as well. <laughs> so She's actually in the of a dedication in there. Are any of the other characters based on maybe your children or members of your family? Um, not really. I would say Miss Poach is pretty much me and probably like half a Sigourney is, is me as well. Otherwise, I just kind of developed them on my own and gave them their own personalities. A little bit of Reggie again and my husband. <laughs> what was the feedback from your family? Oh, they love it. Yeah, and they help me um, with the videos. So a lot of them are voices in the videos. So they've been very supportive. You know, my kids, they're all grown and they work in their own environments and they always support them. Like if there's a fundraiser or an event, they'll they'll advertise for me on their social media. So yeah, they, they're really supportive. And I think that's really interesting that, you know, when you can bring people into your creative world specifically your family to help you it makes it a lot it feels more like you're building a community instead of being so because it's really because a lot of authors that we have talked to over the last couple months that we've been doing this Mm -hmm. there's a lot of them that really felt like they had to just be by themselves or they didn't have anybody to really help them or support them in that way and so it's really nice to to finally hear some people that were like yeah we were right behind her the entire time helping her market the book and all kinds of stuff too yes and and here's here's where i want to get back into because again with the book there's just so much we could talk about for like Mm -hmm. hours upon hours and i don't want to take that away from you and and expressing that on your events that you're going to be having coming up soon. But I do want to talk about the foundation a little bit, if you don't mind, because I I think this is one of the coolest foundations that's out there because, you know, the fact is, is that you are doing stuff that is really helping not only your local community, and I believe that's in Detroit. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. But you're also just helping the Michigan state area as well with this, correct? Yeah. Because again, like I said prior on that Channel 4 interview you did back in 2020, you had stated, and I love this, you had egged 15 people. Yeah. That, this, is, this is a term that you came that. up with. Yeah. You came up with this. So can you explain what being egged means? And yeah. 
some of the people and organizations that you have done that for? Of course. So I wanted to put the books into action. Like I said, this thing kept morphing. So after book one, you know, I wasn't finished and I took them around the world. So that's a real fun book as well. They have all kinds of ventures in all these countries and they make, yeah, they make relationships with other eggs around the world and they learn, you know, customs and language and culture and all that. And then I brought them back home and I said, I got one more. They're going to stay in their hometown. There you go. And learn the importance of community service. So they help kids and elders and animals and they put on a health program and they go to a nature center. So, and they connect back with the kids they met around the world so that those kids do the same service in their towns. So after all that was complete, you know, I did book shows and I'd go into schools and do little presentations and I still felt something more. And I said, I'm, I want to put these books into action. So I started the nonprofit. So that's a lot to do too, like with, you know, filling out the paperwork and getting government approval and all. So once I got that paper, it says you've been approved. I was so happy. I said, now how am I going to connect it with the books? Of course, egg came in. I go, I'm going to egg. I'm going to egg turn that term around positively. So I'm going to egg people or organizations to help kids since the books are for kids. So that's how I started. So um, I will seek out, I've done since that interview, I've got over 30 eggings now. I haven't missed a month. So October, 2019, haven't missed a month yet. So, and it was challenging during COVID because you couldn't go places. So I've done things like um, this. There's a man here that builds beds for kids coming out of homelessness. So I egged him with those bed in a bags where there's comforters and sheets and to go with the beds. I've done um, there's a foster closet here. I called them and they said they were in need of baby monitors. So I egged them with a whole bunch of baby monitors. I'm going to be helping a woman who started a group for teen girls who have had babies. And they are in a lot of need of diapers. So I'm going to egg her with a whole bunch of diapers in October. I've done um, help for like math tutoring programs. Um, it's different every month, which I really love because I'm getting to meet so many different people that are running smaller um, nonprofits that will need this help. We're going to do a backpack thing for back to school. Um, gosh, I've done... I'm trying to think I have my whole list here. We've done um, one woman called me to see if I could help this mother who lost her job. She was a single mom and she fell on some hard times. It was during COVID. And one thing she had to cut out was her daughter's dance lessons. And she was devastated because her little girl loved to dance. So we, I said, you've been egged. I continued her dance lessons till she was done for that season. So just different things like that, that go on and on and on. And they excite me so much because um, this, one of my favorites was this family was getting a new start going into a, a home and there were three children. They had beds, but no bedding. So I called the mom and I said, I would like to egg you and provide bedding for your kids' beds. She told me the little girl liked hearts and the little boy liked video games. And the other boy was like a preteen. So he didn't want anything fancy, but I got him like a, you know, nice checkered one. So I did all the shopping for the little girl and the little boy and the teen. And 
we did like wall decals and we went in there and did their rooms. Those kids were jumping on the bed and they were so excited and the smiles on their faces. That's all you need, you know, to see. So yeah, they were so cute. Yeah, they they are. They're definitely cute. Now, Here's here's my final question before Marcella starts to ask her questions. Um, is is this organization specific just to the Detroit, Michigan area, or is this starting to spread nationwide, worldwide? And how can people really get be a part of this? Sure. So currently, since we are only three years old, um, yes, we are serving Detroit and the, the wider suburbs right now. My dream, one of my visions, I have a lot of visions for for the, the foundation is to eventually branch out and help other areas because there's a lot of people that need help. But currently I'm focusing on Detroit and the surrounding area. People can look at my website. Donations are always, always welcome because it helps us to continue the eggings and book sales as well. Like you had mentioned earlier, book sales go to the nonprofit so that I can continue the eggings. I would love it to get so big that my eggings would be really big. I would love to do playgrounds or, you know, something good egg theme that way um, that kids can play on all different types of community things. I would love to do um, if the funds get bigger. So yeah, I got a lot of ideas. So the goodeggs.org is where you can find everything. <laughs> That's amazing. Um you know, we should we should look into maybe expanding. Uh, I'm, I'm in New York. Mac Mac is uh, Mac. Where are you? Land of Oz. <laughs> he lives in his own uh, little mind sometimes. It's yeah, a fabulous yeah. place. Yeah. And um, that golden that golden road of mine. You know, that yellow brick the road. Yellow brick road. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It leads me to some very interesting places. That's for sure. I actually no. Normally, I thought it was more of like. Alice in Wonderland style with the Mad oh, That would be me, sweetie. But, You're in Oz. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Uh, no, I'm in the Indianapolis area. So yes, okay. I'm right below you. Yeah, and I won't hold that against you being in Michigan. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, this is um, this is the portion of the show where I ask you a few questions. Sure. It used to be five, but I think I've got it down to two now. Yeah. Because okay. we ask them. It's two. It's two. The first one you already asked me, remember? No, no. the first one no. is, um, let's just start with this one. What's your writing kryptonite? Yeah, my writing kryptonite. So I like to call it, I don't like this part about me and I don't stay there too long, but the Eeyore complex <laughs> like oh the world's a mess and why bother and blah blah blah, blah. nobody's gonna read these and blah. thanks for noticing wow <laughs> that is that is definitely one of the newer ones that we've we, we've never heard it put quite that way before well, okay. <laughs> but yeah. i like it the eeyore complex i like it i feel like, I like that. eeyore's got that imposter syndrome going on so yeah. <laughs> that, that like on top of everything else yeah what am i doing you know like, oh, but well. uh, yeah <laughs> figures or you know so i then i then i'll just stop right and then i don't stay there too long though it's you know couple days maybe and then i'm like okay gotta get back at it <laughs> so then she goes straight into tigger mode <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> right 
So, yeah, I don't like that. And maybe you need that downtime, maybe, you know, yeah. but to avoid some burnout. To regroup, yeah. 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 Because That's between, like, summer is so great because I'm not teaching. So when I'm teaching, it's all consuming. Like, I, I thought by now I'd be able to, like, retire from that and do this full time. But getting there, getting there. Yep. Yep. Well, all right. So you know what? I will ask Chris. So now with you saying that, can you tell us very quickly what's next for you? Oh my, I've got lots of ideas. So hopefully if this continues to grow and grow, I would love, so, you know, I have the videos for Mm -hmm. book one. I would love to have um, either the videos for books two and three or, Mm -hmm. or have somebody make feature films of all three. And have, you know, kids go to movies and, and then merchandise would come from all of that. And then put on Good Eggs live theater shows. I could be there signing books. I mean, I have all kinds of visions like that. And then be able to do from all those funds, really big eggings, like whatever, whatever needs may be, just helping people, um, you know, have that little bit of relief in their lives, yeah. a little bit of, of, oh my gosh, oh, thank God that. You know, something that we could help relieve people's burdens. So that's that's what I would love to work toward right now. So we did a relaunch of everything. We did the new book covers and I had a new marketing company. So we're on our way. Yeah. You like those, Matt? I do. I yeah. do like these. These are actually really because I saw the first one. I was like, okay, they look good. And then I saw these recovers. I was like, oh, these look really yeah, good. Yeah. Those are bumped up. Yeah. They, Matt, they where are, are my copies, Mac? Oh, and I signed them to both of you. Did he not share them with you? I'm in Indianapolis. She's <laughs> in New York. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, anyway. All right, so final question. Is there a quote, famous quote or other, that keeps you going, inspires you? Like the Maya Angelou quote. When she says, we are here to love each other. That is why you are alive. And that is what life is for. So, she has a lot of quotes on the on the website. And they were all really good ones, too. Yeah. So I have that one on my website, too. Mm-hmm. The, um, on the homepage at the bottom. Beautiful. Yeah, that, that's why it's on the homepage. That's my favorite quote. Oh, yeah. So I just think there's just so much wisdom in that. And that we mm-hmm. overcomplicate things so much, right, in the world. If we would just stop and value each other and be kind and use some empathy and compassion and realize everyone is exactly who they're supposed to be, right? And mm-hmm. look look more inward at who they are. Mm-hmm. Now I think there'd be a lot less negativity <laughs> going on. And I think that's what we're supposed to be doing. Like she says, that's what life is for. You know, people say, what's the meaning of life? I don't know. The Eeyore thing. I don't know. <laughs> Forget it. But it really is just to to be here to learn how to love, right? To love each other. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Sandy, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Please you. tell everyone where they can find you, any yes. big events that are coming up in the oh. near future. I know you have one uh, of this recording. We do recordings on Thursdays. And her right. event is actually uh, tomorrow on Friday, the August 5th. So oh, I know yes. everyone's going to be really hearing about that one, but we want to know how it went. So please tell us 
of that four. one and anything else. Yes. So the one tomorrow is the Buy Michigan Now Fest. It's all local Michigan vendors and artists and authors. And it's a great, great festival. It gets a huge turnout. It's in Northville, Michigan. So that's going to be tomorrow. I'll be in the Kids Zone Authors Tent. So that'll be a lot of fun. I have a yummy one coming up, a cannoli festa. So we have a Italian bakery in Livonia called Livonia Italian Bakery and Cafe. And every single cannoli they sell, we're going to get a portion of it. So that's going to be September 9th and 10th. Um, that's last year was huge, huge. Cannolis were flying out the door. So they have eight varieties. Mocha is my favorite. I love that one. But they have eight different varieties of cannoli. And then that's September 9th and 10th. And then September 18th, I have another big book show in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And it's called Carytown Book Fest. And it's all local authors. So that's going to be another big one. So, yeah. So I got three coming up. That's awesome. And, of course, everybody can go to your website, which is? That's thegoodeggs.org. Very important, thegoodeggs.org. And you can find all the information. All the tabs are up top. All my social media is to the right. Um, you can find anything you want. I have a media kit. I have book club questions. I have anything on the foundation put up there. You can see everybody that we've egged. So, yeah, you can send me a message. Lots of fun. So please check it out. And please definitely go to the YouTube channel. Tell all the teachers that you know about it so they can show their kids because it was really fun to actually look at that. That was fun. Oh, but, so, and if you become a member, it's free to become a member. I have lesson plans that go along with those videos and the, the book chapters too. So any teacher, parent, and grandparent, and uncle can download all of that and they can journey through the books with their kids. I also have a parent blog that's going to be starting in September. So please sign up for the parent blog. And it also is going to go month by month following the chapters of the books on an adult level. Also I have a kid's podcast. Kids can listen through the, about the books as you know, audibly if they like. So there's a lot. I have a newsletter, monthly newsletter. So you can sign up for all of that on the website. That is awesome. Thank you so much for being on this show. We really appreciate you you being on here. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, Marcella, we're here for your $20 worth of opinions. On her or you? No, if it was about me, it'd be two cents. So, but since it's her, twenty dollars, because that's well, not what you're going to put down towards the foundation. You, you yeah. get where I don't know where we are in in um, points, but you get one. Oh yeah, she's great. I get a point. She's great. Yeah, you get a point. I'll see Yay. about getting you that gold star. I know you really, you know, you really want that. I'll see about getting you one. Um, I'll have to talk to Marisha, but uh, yeah, no, you, she's wonderful, and I'm. Looking forward to reading the books and learning more about the organization. When have I ever said that? Very, very rarely. Rare. Very <laughs> rare. That's true. No, I thought it was really good. I'm, I'm definitely glad that she came to us on this, um, that we were matched on Podmatch. For those who don't know, if you're an author or if you're a guest, you can find Sandy on Podmatch. Reach out to her, have her on your show. 
let her explain literally everything and anything about her foundation, about her experience as a teacher, as being someone that has a master's degree in arts, you know, and all this other stuff. I mean, there, there's so much there. And I thought it was really cool, especially when I was reading it. It's an easy read. It's a fun read. And as she said, you know, there's so many kids elementary wise that can learn something from these and still be entertained by them. The fact that she has the first book already on video form and audio form. I mean, we're already going to probably talk to her about, you know, being voiceover actors ourselves doing, you know, the <laughs> second book with her too, you know, but I'm just going to, I'm just putting it out there. But anyway, <laughs> hey, if I don't say anything, I'm going to regret it. Okay. Yes, you will. I know. Okay. And, anyways, but everybody go follow her, find her and just support Buy her books. Buy her books. <laughs> Buy her books. <laughs> um, See, and she says, I'm not funny, but yet she's always laughing. I'm <laughs> laughing at you. <sighs> All right, I backed up into that one. Yes, you did. Um, beep, beep. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you offline about this, though. Anyways, thank you for being here with us, ladies and gentlemen, with this craziness through this entire eggdom of just joy. Um, but yes, always. Continue to follow us. We have a new Twitter account at Beyond the Pen Pod, as well as our Instagram is at Beyond the Pen Podcast. And Facebook. Don't forget about our Facebook account. And our Facebook account, of yeah. course. And just follow the heck out of us so that we can share stories like this and support her in any way we can. And just continue to really love one another as much as others around you love you because we all do we all love you so much and as i always say keep writing keep inspiring and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.